Hi everyone, welcome to the I Don't Know Show with Joe. I'm Joe, and I don't know much about kids' rights, but my guest Steve does. Steve, thank you for joining the show. Sure. So, Steve, when you say kids' rights, what do you mean? I just mean that, in general, laws aren't made to protect kids. Obviously, you have laws that are reactionary, where if someone does something towards a kid violent or something of that nature, then they'll get in trouble. You know, or they'll go to jail, or there'll be punishments. But there aren't laws that are created from a perspective of a kid. Most laws, legal systems, and religions are created from a perspective of adults.、Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is there is a lot of pain and suffering that kids experience that may be preventable if there were more. Rules in place to help protect them. Gotcha. So we're talking about legal rights here, laws. Yes.、Um, we're talking about the lack of laws and maybe the potential of there being more laws in place to protect kids. And I don't know at what level,、uh, federal, state, you know, city, et cetera. Um, it's just a conversation. Yeah. Gotcha. So, what are some like, fundamental rights、um, that you're including here that you're thinking that there should be laws about to protect? I think, I think in our times, there are spe- things that are specific to kids that kids are exposed to currently.、Um, And things that kids have experienced throughout human, whatever,、um, humanity.、Um, so, I guess talking about current times,、um, let's start, for example, people who post their kids on the internet, right?、Mm-hmm. Or cele- child celebrities. Let's stick to those two topics. Okay.、Right? So, people who post their kids, let's say on Instagram and things like that, you know, they want to offer a few times here or there, you know, like, oh, mom, she's just proud to show her interactions with her kids. I'm like, sure, no problem. That's fine. There are people, though, that <clears throat> their entire livelihood and business, it's a business. Their、mm-hmm. family is a business. You know, they make a lot of money off of it.、Um, you know, I was reading a, a, a post on the, online the other day, and someone who was a kid of one of These、uh, families was talking about how her mom or his mom would literally have an entire meal set up. Like at a restaurant, they would order these lavish dinners, take pictures and everything. And then the kids wouldn't be able to eat anything because the mom <laughs> didn't want them to gain too much weight. Oh my God. Because, no, for real, because, because、um, they wouldn't look good in the pictures. So they wouldn't be able to eat all this junk, you know? So, because they're always posting all these lavish meals. But if the kids were always eating it, they would get fat and they wouldn't look it in the pictures. You know、wow. what I mean? So, so the mother wouldn't let them eat it. And all of it is just for show. The vacations, everything is just for show. It's not about having to enjoy their lives. So, not only are they put on, you know, online for everyone to see their whole entire lives, they don't even get to enjoy a lot of it. Some of them, I'm sure some of them are better. 
better than that. This was more extreme. But there's worse cases, like more famous cases of abuse on, on YouTube um, shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just that. <clears throat> it's, you know, with celebrities that are on shows and movies, there's all, all these rules to protect them, you know, which I think are not good rules. I mean, mm-hmm. There should be much better ones. Um, but for these kids, there's no rights really like i mean these kids are just exposed they don't make money they're literally on a tv show and they're not making money they're working their whole life since they're a little child they don't get any of that money they're, yeah their parents are just exploiting them um you know it's it's just not right <laughs> yeah so um and, and then you go into the the the, the, the celebrities uh child celebrities but let's get back to that after yeah if you have no i have i have a lot of questions so sure I hear where you're coming from, definitely. So, first of all, how are we defining kid or child? Is that anybody under 18 or is that not necessarily? Like, how would you define a kid or a child? I actually think, I mean, okay, definitely anyone under 18. Um, I would say even if someone grew up in that uh, environment, I would say even a bit older. Because someone who's brought up, you know, in, in that setting and until they can break free from that mentality, I would say even up to 21, you know, like they could be, I know 18 year olds that are still very much under their parents' influences if their parents were very heavily involved in their, you know, um, structure of their life, you know? So these kids, some of them, let's say if they're homeschooled and things like that, they might not have the opportunity to fully develop in a way that they can protect themselves even up to a little bit of a later age. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so let's let's say it's somewhere around, probably under eighteen in most cases, maybe a bit older in some cases, um, based on circumstance. Um, but then, so my next question is: so, so we're talking about like, let's say in the case of celebrities, uh, you said there are some rules or laws that are in place to protect them, but you're saying they're they're not good laws, right? So how do you know that the laws that you want or that you're thinking might be good how do you know those laws will be better sure um honestly i don't um these are just ideas and opinions not um um, not experiments or things i've done enough research on to really deserve to have an opinion (laughs) everybody deserves an opinion (laughs) sure sure but i think it's not a well-informed opinion this part it's uh uh, both parts might not be well-informed but definitely the second part um I just think that you do see over and over again um, celebrity, child celebrities being exploited um, in the, you know, there's the classical like Macaulay Culkin and people of his nature where the parents were very clearly exploiting him. Um, but even on lesser to lesser extent, um, less known, I mean, at this point, I forgot her name, that girl from iCarly, Sam, I forgot her real name, but. She wrote a book, um, I can quickly Google it. Um, She wrote a book about how her mom was like just living vicariously through her. Um, It's a very well-known book. But the fact that all these stories come out after the fact implies that there's no oversight or the oversight isn't good enough. Her name is uh, Jeanette McCurdy. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it that right. But she wrote a book about how her mom was exploiting her. Mm -hmm. I think she wasn't able to eat a lot of foods or... A lot of stuff her mom did to force her to stay younger. 
you know, which is common. Yeah. Um, just their parents really taking advantage of their child's gift, you know, um, or forcing them to to do these shows to yeah. be like, for example, let's say um, Mila Mila Kunis, however you pronounce her name. Um, her parents kind of just let her do her thing, and they didn't take any of her money. You know, that's the opposite mm-hmm. end of the extreme. Even as an adult, they won't accept money from her, you know, and they were pretty poor. So, you know, just some happy medium where the parents who are helping to support their child are can benefit somewhat, you know, but the bulk of the benefit should go to the child. And um, I think the main point mm-hmm. is the fact that these stories come out after the fact, you know, 20 years later, after yeah. the child is a, a mess of a human being, like um, Macaulay Culkin or Jeanette McCurdy. I don't know how she's Michael Jackson. Um, Jackson. Um, I think that is what tells me that the rules aren't put in place to protect the kids in a healthy way. Or in a, healthy is the wrong word, in a a structured enough way that people are being um, prevented from doing these things. For example, let's say even audits on Financial accounts on credit cards, on mm-hmm. the fact if the mom is buying herself fancy cars and mm-hmm. big mansions, and um, how many shows are they doing a year? How many movies are they doing a year? Things of those nature. I mean, the the government team is very involved in in their education, making sure they get the education, but not enough. I don't think in their well being. Interesting. Yeah, I, and I mean, this is like a really tough topic because for me. And I completely understand where you're coming from. And, and like some parents suck, right? But then where do you draw the line? And and obviously you were talking today about, uh, I mean, we're talking about kids' rights in general. But I mean, the examples so far that we've given have to do with posting kids on, on Instagram or, or uh, uh, child celebrities. But I mean, there's many ways that parents can be shitty, right? And, and kind of... Like, where can you draw the line at what's up to the parents? Where does the government have the ability to step in and say, this is crossing a line and we need to protect the children? Because as someone who's pretty libertarian on most things, um, you know, protecting children is always like the exception, right? Because libertarianism applies to consenting adults only. Um, so protecting children is a very important exception to that because children cannot consent to things and we don't think they're able to make these life decisions and they don't have the ability to enter into contractual agreements, right? Let's say for a case of celebrity, right? They're signing contracts. Their parents have to sign as legal guardians, right? Their parents are given the ability to consent on their behalf, basically, Right, the kid's not actually consenting to anything. So, where do you draw the line? How do you know what is something that you know the parents recognizing that their kid has a an ability for, let's say, acting? Because if we talk about modeling, that's already fucked up. I don't think kids should be modeling. All right, let's talk about acting. That could be a real talent that the kid exhibits. You know, you know, six or seven year old kid. He's cute. He can do a good acting job. How do you know if it's in the kid's best interest or if the parents are crossing some line? 
Okay, I mean, you asked really two questions, I think, I mean, two main questions. Um, but let's stick to the, the skills or acting or something of that nature. I do think if a kid is, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to know, you know, um, if a kid is, seems motivated. It's just a hard question to answer. Like yeah. you said, at the end of the day, the parents own the domain of the house. And, you know, you don't want government involvement in how a parent is raising a child. Because every person on this planet has their own idea of, yeah. you know, the nuances of how it's best to raise their child. And maybe it is best for the child to live to those nuances, you know, because they, they fit in best with their family when they're living according to those the nuances of their family. Right. You know? So some parents have, you know, I once ate at a, not ate, but stayed a week in someone's house, a few weeks actually, and they had a, a thing where every Sunday they would have this big feast, you know, um, nothing to do with religion at all, um, just a, a, a thing they did, you know. And I would imagine if a child didn't show up, if let's say they had uh, five kids and one child didn't show up to that Sunday feast every time because the government said, hey, you know what, that's strange, don't show up, you know, <laughs> that child would now be ostracized and wouldn't fit in as well, you know? So if a family is maybe more entertainment uh, focused, you know, or acting focused, you know, um, just like, I guess, in the olden days, if a child was in a circus, you know, his parents worked in the circus, the child works in the circus, right, you right. know, and the opposite, maybe, maybe that gives a certain fulfillment to the child, they, they get a certain amount of respect from the parents, love from the parents for sort of being a mini that, you know, and yeah. um, in a way, maybe that's very good for the child, you know, even if the child is being um, um, nudged in that direction, yeah. you know. Uh, Let's say you have a scientist. I know scientists that have their kids working in a lab since they're eight years old, like helping yeah. a little bit and then progressing. And when they get it to a certain age, they can decide. Uh, this specific, I have someone specific in mind, and she's at the age where she's like, I don't know if I want to be a scientist anymore. And her mom's like, okay, that's fine. You know, she did her best to show her a certain right. path. You know, or even parents who are doctors, you know, and they want their kid to be a doctor. You know? Right. Um, it's, it's, or work in medical, the medical field, a nurse or whatever it is. You know, I think it is it is uh, a fine like line where you say you know government should be involved. What I was saying more was the fact that for, first financial, I definitely think there should be audits on these major celebrities mm -hmm. on you on. I think at this point in, in society, I think online celebrity is can sometimes be much bigger than than the, the traditional right. uh, media. Um, and I think the same should apply to any uh, YouTube or uh, Instagram or TikTok or whatever parents are. You know, so definitely uh, financial. That should be number one. Audits every year, whatever it is. So, know? for example, um, if someone's pulling in more than a certain amount of money, then we look at how much of that money is going into the kids' savings versus how much the parents are spending. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, having cars, their cars, their houses, their things like that. You know, things that don't benefit the kid. You know, I don't think the kid cares if they live in a twenty million dollar mansion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe not every year, maybe every three years. 
whatever that's might be too taxing and, and maybe it could even come out of the kids if the kids budget is were big enough like the amount of money they're making that budget um salary is big enough it should come out of the kids um salary you know or or you know but it's worth it in terms of the the group i guess if you look at them as a group of children celebrities you know you probably have you probably could have a group of 10 auditors that cover all let's say 10,000 of them let's, mm-hmm. you know what i mean or whatever number it is i'm just making it up um let's say 2,000 and it's pennies you know from the amount of money they make and helping to protect them so definitely financial is one um two is overworked like in terms of let's say doing too many shows movies things like that um uh, I wouldn't say drugs. I mean, drugs is a big factor, but I, I think that's uh, uh, something that they're doing to cope with the toxic environment on occasion. I don't think out of, let's say, 5,000, let's say 500 are being exploited. Are what? So are being exploited, mm-hmm. uh, forced to do more than they want. Or, uh, you know, and, and again, to a certain degree, maybe it's good, beneficial for the kid to be pushed a little bit. You know, um, within reason. Um, I, I don't know, honestly. Um, yeah. Who, this, these are ideas. Yeah, and, and I think it's a definitely a, a common problem amongst a small amount of people, right? How many people are celebrities? But out of those celebrities, the story of you know either like actual abuse or, or being exploited is a pretty common story. Um, is know, it, is it so people. common out of all of them, or is it like I mean, let's say the kid from ET, like he's fine, you know? Like, I mean, I don't really know him, but like if you look at people, um, you know, people who are uh, comedians or uh, you know, actors or musicians, like a lot of them, maybe not, maybe they weren't being exploited at, at as they were kids as those things but later in life like they draw on that trauma for their art like i feel like trauma influences a lot of these artists a lot of the times i think i, I don't think those children I, I when you say trauma um creates art or people draw from trauma to create art i think those are people that become more successful later in life. I yeah don't think yeah actors are um you know um uh, whoever let's say even britney spears like you know like she's been doing it since she's a little girl and i think she's a mess right now and, yeah you know and um, um she was exploited on, at many different points in her life yes uh for in different ways um and i think there are things that could be done to protect them you know for example Let's say, let's say, first of all, I didn't mean to only talk about this topic. This was like supposed to be a small part, but I just want to say one. Yeah, we can, we can move on, but this is good to dive yes. into it. Yeah. Okay. So, so one more point about this. Um, let's say someone is having an amazing growth. Let's say someone, um, I don't know anyone current really, um, but if you could think of someone current that's having a good run with shows and everything. A kid? Um, I'm sorry? Like a, a kid right now who's having a good run? Yeah. Um... I mean, the last example I could think of was like all the Harry Potter people, but they seemed like they came out pretty well. Like, I don't think there was any exploitation happening with all those kids. Like, they seem like they've grown up and sure, they're sure. doing well. Okay, so let's let's talk about then um, back to Macaulay Culkin. Okay. Right. Let's say let's say he was he's having a good run. He's famous. He's on a million talk shows. All this stuff. Cut it short. Stop it. 
not so many, not so much. Let him do one movie a year, you know, two interviews a year. It's not normal for a seven-year-old to be flying across the world, or however old he was, not an hour ago, flying across the world to do interviews and have millions and millions of people watching him on a regular basis and being on the cover of news and being friends with Michael Jackson. Like, all this stuff is weird. <laughs> nothing to do with Michael Jackson, whatever. I'm not kidding. That's nothing to do with that. I'm just saying this stuff is not a healthy nor... Like, for example, Tom Holland, right? Who's uh, that? was on uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Uh, okay. New so he, he was on a show the other day and he was saying how he doesn't go to any red carpet. He doesn't have to, right? If he's not in the movie, he's not there. He doesn't do really interviews or something. I think Zayn Malik, I saw from One Direction, he also said he doesn't, he, he hasn't done an interview in 60 years. He did an interview recently or something. Like, there's no reason. So those are adults making decisions to protect themselves to have a normal life. Tom Holland tries to have a very normal life as much as possible. You know, um, these kids can't make that, those decisions to have right. a normal life. So therefore, they're just being go, 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 go. You're, 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 you know, strike while iron's hot. But at the end of the day, they can't. They're kids. They need to be able to. Someone has to be able to say for them. Mm -hmm. You know, you're overworking this kid. You're, you're whipping the horse too much. I used to have a client um, who I, I worked for. I did some work with for, and. I made his company a lot of money. A lot. Of, I brought him in tons of business. He wasn't he was struggling before. And no matter how much I did for this guy, how much business I brought in, he never stopped working. There wasn't a day he wouldn't call me, email me, weekends, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, it was enough. And because I'm an adult, and I can say, you know, this is not going to happen, <laughs> you know. And I I stopped working with them. Well. Kids can't do that. So no one's, you know, there are parents who will never stop beating the horse. And those parents, and maybe it's not the parents. Maybe it's the environment the kids are in. Maybe the directors are saying, hey, you're amazing. Let's go again. Let's do something else. You need this interview or that interview or the managers or whatever it is. There's no rights. That's what I mean. And again, I don't, I didn't mean to just talk about this at all. I just, I meant to talk from any, any perspective, like kids who are bullied. You know, kids mm -hmm. who don't have money for school lunches, kids of divorced parents have to go every two days to other parents of parents have a relationship with the kid, you know, like, no, that's not healthy for a kid every two or three days to change their house. That That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know the studies, maybe there's studies about it, but that doesn't seem, that seems crazy to me. Yeah. You know, I'm, what I'm saying is a lot of laws weren't put in place from the perspective of a kid and people mm -hmm. forget what it's like to be a kid, you know, when they, they're in their fifties or sixties, when they're making these laws, um, or judges, etc. Um, but yeah, free to pick any of those to go. Yeah. On. Tons. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, bullying, uh, money for lunch. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, how do you protect kids from that? What's the, what's the role? What, What's the what's sure. the solution? Sure. So I'm not. I think let's stick to bullying. Um, I've never really been bullied like maybe once or twice by the same kid when I was like in second grade, and uh, the guy, the kid was actually an amazing guy. Like it was just maybe he was going through a hard month or two. I don't know. Like he, he's he's always been like a nice guy, other than those. Two <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, for real. Like I knew him. Know him uh, I knew him like throughout my entire childhood, and he was always like this really nice person, except for like one month. Like he really bullied me, like for one month or two. Um, and that was it. Um, and it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. But kids who are regularly bullied, and you know, they become suicidal, and all these types of situations. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking, honestly. Like no one. The fact is, it's not even the fact that people bully them, and it's not even the fact. It, it, it's the fact that it's not even the fact that people turn a blind eye. You know what I mean? It it it's the fact that it's, it's systemat, systematic. Systematic. Is that the right way to pronounce it? Yeah, I think so. But uh, what do you mean by that? Systemic. Systemic. Um, the fact that it happens um, from uh, in so many institutions throughout the U.S. and you hear it all the time. Over and over and over again, kids committing suicide, kids being depressed, kids having to go see psychiatrists and psychologists in their 20s because they were bullied a lot as a kid. You know, um, it happened so much that, and and not to get into the mass shootings and things like that because I do think that's related, not from a bullying necessary perspective, but I think it's related. Well, they're somewhat um, related to bullying, bullying, right? I, Sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm saying that that is sometimes related to bullying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just don't. I, I think that's a separate conversation. Yeah. So um, sticking to the bullying, I mean, how do you how does one, uh, I guess, make kids and institutions accountable? You know, I think um, I think there's different ways. I think under a certain age, I do think kids should have um, absolution. You know, or whatever the word is. Not that's not the right word. Um, immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have immunity under a certain age I think maybe under 10 or 12 I do think kids can be little uh, whatever and you know kids are growing up and I do think they should have immunity you know like unless they do something crazy um, and if it is uh, uh, repeatable like it, I'm sorry if it keeps happening yeah. you know um, if the same kid is bullying everyone you know there should be some way to file complaints better you know, not with the school, with a government system almost, because it seems like schools are not reliable when it comes to this stuff. Maybe because parents are connected, they're better connected to certain kids, you know, um, and, you know, they have certain protection from parents who are mm-hmm. more involved. Um, but honestly, government at this point, because I do think that it's gone out of hand, you know, and I do think after a certain amount of time, if a kid, let's say, is consistently bullying other kids and it's the same kid who, and meaning the same kid as the bully, and many people are filing complaints, you should be taken out of the school and not put into a regular school. It doesn't belong in regular school. You know what I mean? Like if someone in a regular society is abusing people, we don't say, oh, it's okay, you know? Let's say someone's in, in, in a corporate office, let's say, right? Let's say there's a, a guy who's a bit on the heavier side, and the guy is constantly making fun of him. There's an HR department, and he, you know, there's sexual harassment for HR. There's, if someone punches someone in the face, like, are you crazy? Like, the guy go to jail. Like, why is it any different with a kid? Mm. Like, it makes no sense. Like, why is a kid suffering? And they, the opposite. It's in the formative years. Their brains are forming. And now they think that they're worthless because everyone in the school, not everyone, but maybe there's five people ganging up on him. And it, it, it really eats at his soul. You know, and yeah. he, he, he kind of, he kind of, he, he's kind of like now cooked in a soup of where he believes he's less worthy 
and now he needs a psychiatrist or psychologist in his teens or 20s so he doesn't commit suicide, you know, or, or whatever it is, so he can live a normal life. Mm. And um, how's that right? And why is there no accountability, you know? Um, I, I think the accountability should be so much to the other extreme and more than in a corporate setting with an adult that could defend themselves or switch a job. These kids can't switch schools, yeah. you know? Um, well, at least you could say... So what, what, one difference would be like in, in the corporate office, you'd hold the, the perpetrator accountable. But if we're talking about kids, the perpetrator is also a kid, you know, so there's similar issues on the other side in terms of the a difference between the corporate office and the schoolyard is that in the corporate office, you're holding the perpetrator accountable, who's another adult. But in the schoolyard, the perpetrator is another kid. So it's complicated because, you know, the, the same reason that the kids being bullied need protection is is you know similar reason that the the kids doing the bullying also can't be fully held accountable to you know the same extent that you would hold an adult accountable because they're also in their formative years with less maturity and don't have the full understanding it's the same you know your question is that the bully is also in their formative years so therefore there should potentially be less um, consequences. Not, well, less, less consequences, consequences towards the kid, right? There's still adults that are in charge, and those adults should be held accountable. But I'm saying, whereas in a corporate office, you'd hold the perpetrator accountable, I don't think you could hold the perpetrator as accountable in this in the case of two kids fighting. Like, I think the adults that are supposed to be in charge, those are the ones who should be held accountable in that situation. Okay. Sure. So you did say two kids fighting. I'm not talking about two kids fighting. I'm talking about, just to clarify, um, bullying. I'm not talking about kids fighting. Because um, that, that's a separate thing. I, um, I understand, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a similar thing, right? It's, it's fighting from the perspective of, if you just happen to see it, it looks like two kids fighting. Bullying, you're saying like it's being happening, repeated for, you know, the same kid's been targeted. I understand the difference, but... No, I mean, fighting is someone hitting back or insulting back. That doesn't have to be the case. You could just have straight up bullying. Like, where yeah. one kid is literally not doing much, you know, just maybe covering his face or, you know, just sulking. Mm-hmm. Uh, another kid is being aggressive towards him. So I'm, I am exclusively talking about that because with fighting, it is complicated, more complicated because who's the aggressor and who started? Maybe there was a story, a backstory. I hear. You know, so it's so that's why I just want to stick to the bullying. I'm not saying the other part is isn't um, a good follow-up question. Um, and in terms of the adults, um, you know, having consequences. So let's stick to the kids for a second because I think that's also a separate uh, point, and then mm-hmm. go to the adults. I do think there should be a lot of. Uh, not a consequences, but a lot of uh, responsibility. I, it's not the right word, but I'll maybe it'll come to me. But the kid should be responsible for his behavior. I do think over the age of 12, kid, kids are pretty cognizant of what they're doing. I don't think that kids should be able to be like, I think a kid who's being mean after the age of 12, like calling someone, someone bad or punching them in the face is... A kid knows what he's doing after the age of like 12. I don't know exact cutoff point, and I do think their responsibility should be pretty extreme, like in the sense of 
if it happens once or twice, like it's different. I'm talking about I'm talking about someone who's consistently doing it, or groups who are consistently doing it, or someone who's been consistently targeted. So consistent. Let's talk about that. Uh-huh. First. Um, I do think I do think there should be monetary fines. I do think there should be um, legal punishments in terms of not not jail, but uh, I do think there should be community service involved. I do mm-hmm. think um, uh, these things. Why should the kid who's being bullied have to suffer for the next 20 years of his life? Like, this makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like, and the other kid just walks away scot-free? Like, no, I don't think being 12, 14 years old, let's talk about someone between the age of 12 and 12 and 18, mm-hmm. right? I don't think those kids, it's ridiculous. Like, the fact that, like Mark Wahlberg, I know this isn't really bullying, but Mark Wahlberg hit a guy in the head, a homeless man, with a baseball bat and yeah. blinded the guy. And Mark Wahlberg did community, whatever, went to jail for it, or community service, whatever it is. And, you know, someone asked him on a show once, an interviewer asked him if he ever felt guilty, he ever tried to find the guy. Right? He was like, absolutely not. Like, I did my time, you know? Wow. And do I think he's a piece of whatever? He's not a good guy? Definitely. I think he's not a good guy. <laughs> but the, he at least paid some consequences. These kids have no consequences, you yeah. know? I mean, fine, it wasn't as extreme as blinding a guy by hitting them in the head with a baseball bat, but 20 years people could could take for them to crawl out of it. You know what I mean? There's eating disorders, I'm sure, that evolve because of mistreatment by, you know, um, kids to each other. Um, Many forms of real mental anguish that, okay, it's not as bad as maybe being blinded, but there's a scale, you know, and let's say on the scale of, let's say, one to being blinded because you were hit in the head. Like I, I do think there are things that are being done that are in the fifties and sixties that are are yeah. are pretty terrible. And maybe the kids should have to literally pay I mean this is gonna sound ridiculous and, and I know that, but literally pay for the other kids' therapy sessions. You know what I mean? Let the kid other kid go to therapy. No problem. It's eighty dollars a session. You want to bully the kid, keep bullying him as you want. And you pay every session because now every week he needs a therapist. So eighty dollars a week to, to pay for his therapist. It's like bullying reparations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but like I'm I'm hundred percent serious. I know it yeah. sounds like a joke, but no. like to get the kid to learn, make him work those for the, the those eighty dollars. You can't get it from his parents, you know, or something. Basically, I think bullying is extreme, has extreme repercussions, like mm-hmm. certain levels of bullying. I'm not talking about the one-offs or, you know, the, the, the kids had a bad month, like my friend, you know, whatever it is. I'm talking about the, the extreme cases. Yeah. I do think there should be extreme punishments, not these light little things, you know, and I do think government should be involved. I do think these kids should be kicked out of the school. There should be complaint departments. There should be like an HR, a governmental HR department. That takes care of these cases. I know that sounds crazy, but the schools are not capable. Obviously, the schools are doing a, a bad job, you know. Yeah. And they're. I, I know you're laughing. No, I'm only. I'm only laughing because I don't I'm, trust the government to do these functions. But I, I don't think it's like a, a bad idea. Fine, the government, maybe, but, yeah. maybe per town, there should be a family board that's in charge of it, or or something. It just, yeah. It has to be taken out of the hands of the schools because they're not. It's not just reliable. They're complicit. I feel mm. like they're complicit to a certain extent. I think the reason the kid they turn a blind eye to certain behaviors, talking about adults now, because we're all yeah. Right? I think the reason they turn a blind eye is because they, in their hearts, 
to some some of these teachers feel a certain way about these kids as well. I was in the class once, and um, the, the the professor was a woman. Uh, it was a small class. Every single girl in that class dropped the class. Every wow. single one. And I've had her for more than I had her more than once. I don't think there was one girl that left, stayed in her class. Not one. Um, not one. And and I mean, it was a more uh, male focused field. So we're talking about let's say there was a handful that started. Um, but at the end of the day, that's that seems strange. Was she like? Favoring guys over the girls, 100%. I once heard a, a woman tell me that she worked um, in a lab, and the woman and the women, a woman was in charge of the lab, and she mistreated all the women um, in the lab. She worked them really hard. The guys she gave them preferential treatment. And I know this is a mm -hmm. bit of a tangent. I yeah. actually meant to say something else. Um, the professor who all the women dropped out of, there was also someone in the class who was special needs. Mm -hmm. And he also dropped out of the class. He was a, a very brilliant guy, very smart guy, but he was a bit off. And he once did something that was a bit um, not pleasant. It wasn't anything terrible. He was like, maybe he's, I'm going to say specifics. He was like basically blowing his nose putting all the dirty tissues on the table, mm -hmm. they were piling up. And it was it was kind of gross. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was sitting next to him. Um, and the professor made a face at him and like told him in a very harsh way to, uh, to throw it out. And the, he also dropped the class, the way she made him feel. Mm -hmm. You know, there were no there were special needs in, in other classes. I took no problem. You know, in that class, there were no girls left, no special needs kids left, you know? So my point is, I think the reason teachers are sometimes complicit is because they feel the reason this kid is being targeted is because he is a bit odd, probably. There's right. he's a bit strange. And I think the teacher probably in their heart is okay with it mm. sometimes. And I think I think aside from accountability for the teachers, because that's again a different topic, I just don't trust the teachers to have those children's best interests at heart yeah. and be protecting them. And I think the fact that the teachers are complicit or silent or whatever word you want to use exasperates the situation for the kid. Because now the kid thinks, not only do these other kids not value you or me as a human being, yeah. but the person who's supposed to be protecting me mm. also doesn't value me as a human being. The person I'm supposed to look up to and because of that, their self-esteem is crushed from every angle. Yeah. And that makes it so much worse. And, and I think that's why I do think there should be uh, like a little, uh, I really believe there should be a little uh, HR department for, let's say, every 10 schools, you know, where children could file their complaints. Teachers against teachers who are doing inappropriate things, misbehaving. You know, I once had a teacher, uh, I'm not going to get that specific. It's, it wasn't. No, but I think these are very good points, especially, um, you know, it, the kids that are being bullied aren't the, the cute, charming, funny kids. They're the ones that are a little off. And, and so the teachers, maybe maybe the teachers find them annoying and they don't care that these kids are being bullied. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's a, a good theory. Um, and also, you know, yeah, no, go for it. Even if they do care, the fact that it's just happening over and over again means it's not being done in front of them enough. 
Um, the kids are too smart to do it in front of them. Um, I'm just saying the what what I meant the thread of what I'm trying to say yeah. from all these different things the child celebrities, uh, you know, online celebrities, bullying is that the fact that so many things happen after the fact. Twenty years later, the kid does something crazy. You know, like the kid commits suicide. He, there's a mass shooting, or he needs to be on 30 different medications to get through his day, or see a psychologist for 10 years. You know, all these things that happen after the fact make me believe there just needs to be more oversight to prevent those things. There's no reason yeah. to to do it after the fact. Now, they, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, there's so many laws in place to protect adults. There's not enough laws in place to protect kids. Yeah. Especially, yeah, like you're, you know, you're outsourcing your, your child's education to a school, whether it's a public or private, and you're trusting them to have your child's interests and to, to teach them and, and, you know, and protect them, really. Um, and to have, to, to basically trust a system um, that is... Uh, you know, your kid comes home from school every day and he's just crying because he's being bullied. Um, yeah, like, what the fuck are you supposed to even do? Yeah, it's it's harsh. Um, but I hear what you're saying. Um, I want to touch on, on the other thing you mentioned, which was about kids from divorce having to go back and forth. I think that gets to... That's, that's a different theme than the school because now we're talking about the actual parents. What are the parents doing here? And I think there's a deeper question. Like, do you think everybody should be allowed to have kids? Should there be laws? Because because some parents just suck. And then if if the parents do get divorced and then they have to go back and forth, that's one type of trauma. If the parents have two dozen kids and they're not paying any attention to the kids, that's a different type of trauma. You know, and there's no right way. And, 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 you know, on the other side, you know, you have people get all upset about, like, gay marriage and stuff like that. And I, I don't think the government should be able to, to have any say in people's relationships, right? But if there are kids involved, then people will say that, oh, if you're growing up in a house with two men or two women, that's a different type of trauma. I don't know if that's true. That's a claim people are making, you know? And, and how can you say whether they're right or wrong. What if you have a man and woman that are into hardcore BDSM? They they enjoy torture. Should they be allowed to have kids? They what as consensual adults? One second, one second. One second. You're saying they're they're into hardcore BDSM with each other? With each other. Why does that involve the, why does that involve their kid? Well, can you trust them to have children if they themselves enjoy torture? Why not? They enjoy torture in a in a in in a sexual way with them each other, not with their kid. Like, what does I, that have to do with their kid? Well, they might not have a tolerance to pain. They might not have a tolerance to torture. They might not be as sensitive from the kid's point of view to things that might affect the kid in, in a normal way. What about? I, I mean, I mean, just I'm just sticking to this point because yeah, I think it's semi-comical. But like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I think plenty of people have weird fetishes that have nothing to do with their ability to have empathy. Like, I think those are like, uh, I'm confused by that. That Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it's definitely, I'm not saying it's definitely uh, an issue. I'm just saying 
like if we're talking about, let's say people will say the best way. I don't think that belongs in the category of old other. That's fine. We could exclude it from the category, but I, I was including it from the perspective of people who say, for example, that the best way for a child to to grow up is with having a mother and a father. Like those people would probably have an issue with having an extreme fetish like that. But but we can exclude it if if you like. But the the one more example I wanted to mention is what if you're in a polycule? You got two men, you got four women. Should they be allowed to bring children into that environment? What is that environment? And that, I mean, I was just trying to relate it to, to your point about going back and forth between divorced parents. Because you're saying that that is, is an issue. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I think all these other things can also maybe or maybe not be issues. And at some point we have to say... Can you? Are you allowed to bring children into this environment? And if you do, like, what are the responsibilities? Sure. Um, I think those are two very different things: the divorce, going back and forth, and whether you can have a kid or not. Um, do you want me to focus on one or the other? I mean, <laughs> I would, I Maybe I first focus. focus on the difference first, and then you can go whichever way you want. The difference. I think I think when someone is married and then gets divorced, they're trying to figure out what works best for them. Right. In right. terms of their relationship with the kid. And from their perspective, it's no big deal if the kid pops in or out of their house every two days because they don't have to do anything other than maybe pick up the kid. Mm-hmm. For the kid from the kid's perspective, it's a huge shift. Imagine you have to move yeah. your apartment every two days. You know, you you go crazy. You would end up in a mental institution. I hear. You know, um, so so that's either the parents enter the situation, and now there's a new a new situation came up with the parents of different different types of parents, whether they should be able to have kids or not. They're they're bringing the kid into that situation. So, for example, I, I don't. No, I don't think I want to go into your specific cases. You know, these are very <laughs> political hot topics, and I have no interest in getting into it. But um, let's say a cult. Let's say a cult. A, a parent wants to okay. get a kid into a cult. Right? Can people in cults have children? That's one question. Can someone who wants to join a cult bring their kid into the cult? Uh-huh. That's a separate question. So I think it's similar to someone in a cult having a kid because yeah. someone isn't a loving no actually it's different because the situation with divorce changes so someone has a kid outside a cult brings them into a cult again these are ab- that, that's again it's an abnormal thing divorce yeah. is a very normal thing right I just, let's no just you're right divorce. you're right it's definitely different for all those reasons it's a, it's a more normal thing number one number two it's post facto they didn't go into it knowing they were going to get divorced and number three, well, it's I, the kid's perspective divorce, that's continuously second, shifting. I'm not saying divorce is more normal or not normal than different types of relationships. I was it's more normal than being in a cult. Yeah. yeah. That's all I was saying. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying anything political here as far as I'm concerned. I, I know. Um, going back to the divorce. Um, yeah, I just think that – can we stick to that? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I just think it, it fucked it, whatever, I'll talk to it. It messes with kids' heads, and I, I think that, again, laws are not made from a children, child's perspective. I think laws regarding divorced kids should be made by kids who were, their parents were divorced 20 years ago. And those kids should be the ones making the laws about divorce kids, how, <laughs> what should happen to them. You know, laws that should take place for children that are bullied should be made by 100 kids that were bullied 20 years ago, <laughs> and now their lives are messed up. No, for real, I'm 100% yeah. serious. Not some politician or judge who's never been bullied, never met it, doesn't have any friends who are divorced, or is, is just, you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's too much distance and a lack of empathy for the kid's perspective. Got it. Yeah, I think I, I I disagree with that specific point that the people who make the laws should be the ones that um, are personally connected. That doesn't mean that they have the the right answers or not. But um, okay, but I agree with the, I don't I don't I don't know that I meant that fully seriously. I just meant they should have a empathy, a better, uh, a bigger say, or or more. Their voices should be heard more. Yeah. These, on these topics. Yeah, that makes sense. Steve, I, I know you have to get going, right? So before we leave, I want to thank you again for joining me. Um, and what is one thing, if you had to choose one thing, that you want me and all of my listeners to know about kids' rights? Uh, I don't really know. I just think that uh, laws, there should be more laws made that are preventative to help prevent pain and suffering for kids as opposed to after the fact, you know, uh, punishment of people who did it 10 years ago or five years ago or lack of punishment. I think there should be third party um, oversight uh, boards or whatever it is for different groups, bully kids or celebrities or internet celebrities. Divorce kids that wouldn't be applied in making fun. Cool. Now I know. Now I know. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore than you. <laughs>